Peter Schweitzer is, uh, or Schweizer, you always add a T to his name. Peter Schweizer is the author of Profiles in Corruption. He also wrote another book about corruption called Secret Empires. Uh, and we wanted to talk to him of uh, about witnesses in this uh, trial. Peter, who should be called as a witness uh, for the defense of uh, Donald Trump? Well, I think if you're interested in corruption, you need to call Hunter Biden. Uh, you need to call his business partner, Devin Archer. And I think you need to call Joe Biden, because the nexus of the question here is, was Donald Trump's request uh, of the uh, Ukrainian leader, Zelensky, legitimate? Uh, and I think it was. Democrats want to poo-poo it. They want to pretend nothing happened. But if the request is real and genuine, and I think the evidence indicates that it is, uh, he was actually doing his responsibility, which was looking after uh, you know, billions of dollars in taxpayer money that disappeared, uh, disappeared by people uh, who were paying the son of the vice president of the United States. So, Peter, um, how reliable of a um, do you do you watch the show? What is it? It's not billions. What is the show, Stu, with uh, that's like succession? basically the succession? Mm-hmm. Have you seen success, uh, succession? I have not. I have not, Glenn. Okay, so it's uh, an HBO show, and it's it's basically the Murdoch family, um, and uh, you know it's fictionalized. And the Murdochs are, are, are what's the name of them in the uh, in Roy? The, yeah, the Roy saying. family. The Roy family totally corrupt. You know they'll have people off, et cetera, et cetera. The son is just like Hunter Biden. He is a drug addict. He has all kinds of issues. He's always in uh, in trouble. But when he pulls his stuff together, he can put on a good show and become very believable and very credible. How how sure are you that Hunter Biden is a guy that would crack and just wouldn't put on a sympathetic uh, sort of performance and be able to shift everything the other way well look i mean you you don't know but what we know this is what we have on paper and what we have on paper is is very very simple and i think the questions you need to ask hunter biden are what exactly were you being paid for um why was it that you were hired by uh the ukrainians literally within three weeks of your father being appointed point person uh for ukraine policy Uh, We have your bank statement here. Uh, We have it. We got it from a court trial involving Hunter Biden's business partner, Devin Archer, who was in in, in charge with a fraud in New York. We had a researcher actually attend that court case, talk to the prosecutors, got access to a 400 page J.P. Morgan financial document upon which it shows Hunter Biden taking out large amounts of cash out of this account. Flowing into that account, Glenn, you not only have $83,333 a month, which works out to a million dollars a year, you also have money from Kazakh oligarchs, you have money from anonymous Swiss bank accounts, there's $1.2 million from an anonymous Swiss bank account. Where's that money coming from? Who's paying you? Why are they paying you? Um, You know, he can certainly try to create a sympathetic uh, feel, uh, but at the end of the day, You have to answer those questions. Those are deals that he got while his father was vice president, not before and not since. 
Okay. And I think if you walk the American people through that, it becomes very, very obvious about what's going on. So tell me about the other oligarch, uh, the money that is is showing up, this mysterious money. Where is this oligarch? Who is he? Any idea on the Swiss bank account? What does that tie to? Yeah, um, so there, I mean, there's, there's oligarchs galore when <laughs> it relates to Hunter Biden. In Ukraine, you have two of them, Zlachevsky, uh, who is uh, widely known to be collect, connected with Burisma. Uh, and, and he's a former oil and, and gas minister in Ukraine who literally deeded himself and his company, Burisma, uh, all these plots that made the company so wealthy. Um, and highly corrupt. He's from the old Yanukovych government, the pro-Russian government. The ol- other oligarch involved in Burisma um, and a lot of uh, Ukrainian uh, uh, anti-fraud groups uh, believe that he is uh, intimately involved in this as well, uh, is a oligarch named Kolomoisky. Uh, Kolomoisky, here's the interesting part, the wrinkle. Put this in context, Glenn, of the phone conversation that Donald Trump had with Zelensky. Kolomoisky was the chief financial backer of Zelensky. Now, Zelensky claims that he is an anti-corruption candidate, and uh, uh, some of the witnesses in the um, House trial uh, from the State Department and the embassy said, yeah, you know, we we think this guy's going to be a good anti-corruption guy. The problem is his chief financial backer, Kolomoisky, is neck deep in corruption. Uh, He was the head of Privat Bank. Uh, the largest bank in Ukraine, through which more than a billion dollars, that's with a B, more than a billion dollars in U.S. aid just literally disappeared. I mean, it melted through the ground of the bank and disappeared. So those are the individuals that are working with Hunter Biden um, and, and Burisma in Ukraine. Then you go to Kazakhstan. You've got a Kazakh oligarch who sends $145,000, puts it into this account. Again, it's all there on paper. Um, and then uh, uh, that's money that that, uh, uh, you know, Hunter Biden is taking out. This guy is named Rakashev, um, and he is the son of the sorry, the son in law of the former defense minister of Kazakhstan, a highly corrupt individual involved in all sorts of crony behavior in Kazakhstan elsewhere. Uh, and we actually have a picture, Glenn, which I'm glad to share with you, a picture of Hunter Biden with um, Rakashev, this oligarch, also in the picture, Vice President Joe Biden. Clear evidence that these oligarchs were getting access mm. to the Vice President of the United States and paying his son. Okay, so wait a minute. He is the defense minister. Uh, the son-in-law. The son-in-law of the defense minister, yes. The son-in-law of the defense minister. Okay. Yes. And And how is he making his money? Well, he is, as in Kazakhstan, a lot of it has to do with natural resources. It has to do with real estate. Uh, But Kazakhstan, again, when you look at groups like Transparency International, uh, Ukraine and Kazakhstan are right down there at the bottom for corruption with countries like Nigeria. Um, And he's been implicated in all kinds of issues related to human rights and and abuse of power. Uh, the point is, Glenn, that, that I made over and over again is that, you know, Hunter Biden's not doing deals in the United Kingdom. He's not flying to Japan and saying, oh, I want to work with a, with a high-tech startup. He's working with oligarchs that, that are connected politically in these countries, these highly corrupt countries. And he's getting paid uh, ostensibly for things that he has absolutely zero expertise in. So that's not illegal, Correct. It's not illegal. 
it is uh, unethical, and the vice president had been warned about this by the State Department um, that it is unethical on what he is what he is doing. It, sh- in my opinion, it should be illegal, uh, but it's not. So when you get Hunter Biden up on the stand and you say, "So you were taking money from these people, and you don't really have any, you know, you don't have any knowledge of, you can't even speak the language." What is it you're doing for a million dollars a year? Why can't he just say, well, because uh, they wanted to show that this company showed that they were um, uh, had American uh, uh, power behind them, American elites behind them. And I'm sure they did just hire me because of my name. But I didn't do anything with my dad. Well, and that's why you want to have uh, Devin Archer, his business partner, and also Vice President Joe Biden uh, testify as well. And and here's the key thing. I mean, we can stay say completely based on the facts and the evidence at hand that Joe Biden has lied about his knowledge of what his son was doing. He he has made a blanket statement that's been often repeated that he has had no conversation. Uh, with his sons or any family members on their commercial business activities. And that's flat out a lie. Um, you know, Hunter Biden himself says he talked to his father about it. Two days before it was announced that Hunter Biden was joining the board of Burisma, we know based on White House visitors' logs that his business partner, Devin Archer, was meeting with the vice president in the White House. It's the only meeting he had the entire time, according to White House visitors' records. So this notion that that that, you know, he didn't know anything about it, he had no involvement is a flat out lie. So I think you begin with that premise. Why are you lying or why are you not being honest about the fact that you were aware of what your son was doing? But this is why you also need to get into, uh, I think, getting access to documents like transcripts of phone calls. I mean, we, we have the Trump Zelensky transcript of their phone call. We should have access to phone call conversations of Joe Biden's conversations with Ukrainian officials. Because, look, this is this is all mm. kind of a, 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 a stew. Remember, Joe Biden gets appointed in February, sorry, in March of 2014 to be point person on Ukraine. Within three weeks, within three weeks, his son is suddenly on the Ukrainian payroll. Burisma is looking to participate in USAID and other aid programs energy infrastructure projects with the United States. The officials involved with Burisma uh, have other business interests that, that uh, are involved. And Joe Biden is, is the, 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 the one vote that matters in determining where aid dollars are going to flow. Um, and that's what I think you have to focus on. The challenge is, is right now we have access to Donald Trump's you know, telephone call with Zelensky and what they talked about. We don't have access to emails, telephone conversations, any correspondence that Joe Biden had either with his son or with Ukrainian officials. And I think that is important and essential if we're going to have a balanced discussion about this issue. But we do know that we have money um, and we have transcripts uh, and, and actual letters from members of the State Department uh, to the uh, to the hierarchy of the of the anti-corruption bureau, if you will, saying there's no reason to look into Hunter Biden. There's no reason to look into this uh, this 501c3 or this this um, uh, you know NGO. 
Uh, we, we know there's missing money. We're perfectly comfortable where that money, what happened to that money? So, <laughs> yeah, I, it, 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 it is it is uh, so bizarre to me uh, as to why there is a lack of curiosity by some people as to where uh, all this money has gone. Um, and, and it's a common thing you get in the developing world, whether it's it's uh, uh, Ukraine or other developing world countries. We get very comfortable in dealing with them and accepting the fact uh, that money is disappearing. And part of the reason, you know, may be that, like, look, this, this person's corrupt, but they're at least our ally. But you have an added layer when you've got family members on the payroll of the American official, in this case, Joe Biden, who is supposed to be looking into that. Uh, and I think anywhere outside of Washington, D.C., people look at this and say, this does not pass the smell test. And it is entirely legitimate. Uh, in Donald Trump's phone call with Zelensky to say, look, I'm just asking you to cooperate with my attorney general and share with us information you have. He's not asking him to make up information. He's asking him to share information. So Peter Schweizer is with us. He has a new book out that is an absolute must read. If you care about corruption, if you want to if you just want to preserve the truth about what is happening in our country right now for your children and they can understand the the real history of their country, you need this in your library. It's Profiles in Corruption. Uh, Peter is a journalist. He's he's you know not just one side or the other. His his last book, uh, Secret Empires, you know took on uh, the Republicans as well. Which brings me to this. Peter, why are so many people, including Mitch McConnell, seemingly not interested in any of this corruption with Biden? Well, Glenn, what's the old saying? People, uh, you know, in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Um, you know, the Capitol building, honestly, is, is a large glass house. Uh, it's not to say that there aren't good, honest people up there on both sides of the aisle. Uh, there are. Uh, but a lot of them are engaged in behavior that maybe not as egregious as Biden's is similar, uh, and they don't want to go there. I mean, in, in my last book, Secret Empires, I talked about uh, Mitch McConnell uh, and the fact that his family uh, got these, uh, I would argue, sweetheart deals uh, with the Chinese government. Um, in previous books, um, Senator Blunt of Missouri, I talked about the fact that three of his family members at various times have been registered lobbyists. It's, it's a very common way to get paid as a member of Congress without actually getting paid. But nothing basically set. Nothing is as as egregious as the Bidens. Correct. In, in, in terms of size and scope. And what do I mean by that? Well, first of all, size. Uh, there are five Biden family members that I talk about in Profiles in Corruption uh, that, that have cashed in while Joe was vice president. Hunter Biden is one of them. Uh, the others, to various degrees, they either did international deals, they did deals in the United States, they got help launching businesses literally in the Obama Oval Office, all courtesy of Joe Biden. So that's the size of it. Um, and, and the scope of it um, is the fact that the Bidens are unconstrained by borders. You know, we're used to hearing about like, OK, you know, you've got a ne'er-do-well kid, you're a member of Congress, they get hired by a lobbying firm. It's basically a no-show job. That's problematic enough. Hunter Biden, you're talking about deals with the Chinese government, Ukraine, okay. around the world. We're going to go there next.
Peter Schweizer is uh, a great journalist and author. His uh, latest book is Profiles in Corruption, where he takes a look at all of the Democratic candidates and shows right where they are dirty. Uh, they're taking kickbacks, money, enriching their families. But he just told us a minute ago there is no one left or right, Republicans or Democrats, that are in the same category as uh, as Joe Biden. That's saying something. Yeah, we got to put, put a spotlight on that for a second. I mean, Peter has uh, to, to put this in perspective, and Peter will not uh, speak nicely about himself in this way. But he, Peter is responsible for, I mean, massive changes in the law in the United States uh, when it comes to insider trading with Congress. I mean, this is we have seen all sorts of corruption, Peter, that you have uncovered, and the, I, I keep and, coming and back it to is, it. And you've changed laws yeah. because of it. It's not like you're just yeah. throwing things out and it goes nowhere. This You've changed laws. And it's yeah. been, you know, it's also stuff that's not just coming from the right. It's it's mainstream media that has has seen this reporting and and uh, uh and reported on it. I, the fact that you keep saying that Joe Biden is the biggest example of this you've ever uncovered is remarkable. I, I, how can that possibly be true? Yeah, it's 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 true uh because it involves so many members of his family. I mean, look, you you find instances where somebody, a politician, Republican or Democrat themselves is on the take or maybe they're juicing in their wife or one of their kids. The most I think I've ever seen is two or three family members uh who got juiced in on corrupt crony deals. With the Bidens it's five. It's the son Hunter who's done all these international deals. Uh it's his brother James who, uh, you know, quite literally, James Biden, um, you know, to tell the story very quickly, uh, a friend of the family named Kevin Justice goes to the uh, Biden-Obama White House um, and uh, has a meeting in November of 2010. He's just set up a construction company called Hillstone International, uh, meets with somebody in Vice President Biden's office, the only meeting he ever has in the White House, I don't know what they discussed, but three weeks after that meeting, James Biden becomes the executive vice president of this new construction company, despite the fact that he has no background in construction. Within six months, this new construction company uh, lands a contract to build 100,000 homes in Iraq. The contract is worth $1.5 billion. Now, how does that happen? How does that happen? Then you've got Frank Biden, his other brother, who's doing deals in Costa Rica and Jamaica. Uh, he's in the energy business. He gets in the energy business once his brother becomes vice president. He has no background in energy. Uh, but yet he's involved in these deals and these projects involving taxpayer-backed loans to build these energy projects. Um, then you move on to Valerie, his sister, who ran his campaigns but also took $2.5 million at least and channeled it into her own consulting firm, where she was only one of two uh, partners in that firm. Uh, then you've got the son-in-law, who's starting a new business, um, one of three principals. This Joe Biden crazy. ushers the executives of this company into the Oval Office. They meet with Barack Obama. Over the next five years, Joe Biden goes and briefs the investors and partners in this private investment firm um, as vice president of the United States. And the firm is run by his daughter's husband. I mean, I don't know anybody that has had this large of a collection of corrupt behavior. So is is Joe Biden, is, is he personally profiting off of this or just he's setting his children up? 
Well, it's, it's always hard to know. I mean, what, what I found interesting was Joe Biden uh, left um, the uh, vice presidency essentially broke uh, and almost immediately he's worth, uh, you know, nine million dollars. Um, that was pretty fast. And look, I've been in the he, book. Wait, 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 wait. He left the <laughs> oval or he left the vice president's mansion broke. Correct. Basically broke. Uh, with very little, uh, very little in the form of assets, and then almost immediately he was worth nine million dollars. How'd that happen? Um, and what? And how can we do that? Exactly right. <laughs> right, but also, but but yeah, but also, Glenn. I mean, it's the other thing is it's you know money is fungible. Okay, if you set your son up, or we know, for example, that one of his brothers uh, uh, owned a, a very beautiful beach house uh, down in Florida. Joe Biden would visit there when he was vice president. So mm-hmm. he didn't necessarily own the house, but he got to enjoy the house. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the brother who was the uh, vice president of the construction firm, despite having no background in construction. So it, it's yeah, it's 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 fungible. Um, but look, if you look at international bribery laws, they're very, very clear. Glenn, if you're a political figure, whether you're getting directly paid or a friend or a family member is getting paid, it makes no difference. It's still corruption. So we shouldn't let him get away to say, well, yeah, okay, he got he helped his kid uh, get rich uh, doing stuff he didn't deserve to get, but that's okay because he didn't make a dime. As far as international bribery and corruption standards are concerned, that makes no difference. In the HBO series, um, they have the Roy family, and it's clear the father just doesn't care about his children at all. Um, I think Joe Biden cares about Hunter. But it is it, this one compared to the uh, compared to the other children. Hunter is directly involved in in political things. For instance, you know, you get a consulting and blah blah blah. Or you you know, he comes to speak at your uh, your shareholder meeting. That helps you, but it's not necessarily um, involved in any kind of policy wrangling or or anything like that uh, it doesn't seem when it comes to hunter he's involved in china in very bad ways uh, about them gaining military technology uh in with burisma i think there's more to this than just uh money going to uh hunter biden i think there is state department things going on we know that soros is getting some of this money and it's all part of a state department plan how is 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 joe setting his son up you know for success or is he getting him involved because he's kind of weak and uh and and is willing to do these things you think hunter knows and does joe look at this as a tool not a son yeah yeah no i think uh i i think definitely joe knows what's going on and joe also knows that when his son flies over with him on air force two um, i talked about this in secret empires flies over in, in in on air force two uh, with his dad, his dad meets with all these top Chinese officials, uh, gets criticized by The Washington Post and others for not really challenging the Chinese on anything. Um, and then within 10 days, Hunter Biden finalizes this deal, this private equity deal of one point five billion dollars. And and again, the, the, the Bidens um, lied about this. Um, they first said, no, he wasn't involved with the investment firm. He was an advisor. 
then we showed the documents. I shared them with you, Glenn, that no, he was actually on the board of directors. Uh, then he stepped down from the board of directors, but he still has an equity stake. And the problem is, Glenn, that, that this isn't just like some financial deal, you know, where they're, you know, they're buying, you know, uh, shoe companies. Uh, this firm that Hunter Biden is involved in uh, was acquiring companies in the West that had very sensitive dual-use technologies, dual-use in that they had military application as well as civilian application. Uh, and this has been a priority for China for a long time. They, they, this firm that Hunter Biden's on the board of directors of and has an equity stake ends up buying Hennigus, which is a precision tool manufacturer in, in Michigan that, that produces anti-fibration technologies that have military benefit. Another company they're involved in is CGN, which is a Chinese nuclear company, which after 10 months after Hunter Biden's firm makes the investment, they get charged by the FBI, CGN does, with trying to steal our nuclear secrets. And they don't. And he doesn't leave that company. He doesn't sell it, doesn't leave it. So, uh, Peter, let me ask you this uh, question. Do you think that um, Joe Biden... This is all being done with a wink and a nod, or is is this just a smart adversary, if you will, sitting down and, you know, Hunter Biden's firm reaches out while dad is there and the Chinese are like, I see the game we're playing. Or do you think there is some sort of quid pro quo where I want you to do this? I want you to help my son here. And it, if you would help my son, it would be great if, you know, you would do that. And it might make me more charitable to do this. Do you think there's that kind yeah, of arrangement? It's a, it's a great question, Glenn. It's, it's very hard to know. But when you look at the timing, it's very clear, you know, um, that Hunter Biden did not uh, make any overtures uh, to the Chinese uh, until his father was vice president. Once he became vice president, he suddenly started going to China. And lo and behold, he had meetings with the financial titans in China. I mean, the equivalent of the head of Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, uh, Deutsche Bank, J.P. Morgan, all at the same time were meeting with the vice president's son. So clearly there was an initiative on the part of the Bidens to reach out to the Chinese uh, and, and then this deal gets secured. Uh, the other point I would make that we know, Glenn, is that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are very close. They talk about the fact that they're a close family, that they communicate all the time, that Hunter would, you know, traveled with his dad all the time on the campaign trail, was a surrogate for him. Uh, his dad helped him be, uh, become a member of the board of directors of Amtrak, uh, even though the only qualification that Hunter Biden has is he had ridden Amtrak. <laughs> so, yes, very, very clearly, uh, uh, Joe Biden has been there sort of boosting and helping his son along. And it's also very clear that the Bidens pursued the Chinese and the Chinese were very happy uh, to secure that deal. A deal, by the way, as we've talked about, Glenn, that's unique, that nobody else had. Hunter Biden had it. Uh, Goldman Sachs didn't have it. Bank of America, Deutsche Bank, no major Wall Street investment firm had the deal that the vice president's son had. Peter Sweiser, the name of the book is Profiles in Corruption. Uh, you, it's a must read because it's not just about the Bidens. 
It's about every candidate on the on the stage of the Democrats. It, you will read things that will shock and horrify you. But I also think that you need to preserve this history because right now it's very unpopular to tell the truth. And Peter, once again, is its profiles in corruption. Peter, thank you so much. Thanks, Glenn. You know, you really have to you really have to be grateful for Peter, like uh, for people like Peter Swicer and um, uh, and what's his other name? Uh, the the John Solomon. Yeah, John Solomon. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are doing the job that no one else will do, and they are getting beaten up. Mm-hmm. I mean, Peter is a guy. He used to be a consultant to NBC News. Uh, he was a member of the ultra terrorism study group at the U.S. government's uh, Sandia National Laboratories. Uh, he's a guy who went to Oxford as his BA from George Washington University. This is a serious guy and has not been he's not a political hack. But as soon as he took on the Clintons and as soon as he took on Joe Biden, he's a political hack. He's taken on the right as well. He's a journalist. He's a guy who looks to find the truth. And uh, the same thing with John Solomon. John Solomon is his career is over. It's over. Unless you support these guys. And it's it's uh, it's amazing because the left has a a net, a safety net. You can be discredited. You can do anything and you'll find a job. They'll find a place as long as you're on the team. They'll find a place for you and you can rebuild your life with those of us on the right. There's nothing without you. There's nothing. You know, sometimes when you make a huge mistake, even on the left, you're you're able to uh, to they'll find you some job. No. Like for example, governor of Virginia or prime minister of Canada. One of those, like just some job. They'll 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 get you into something where you can survive a major scandal. You know, every once in a while, it works out for you if you're on the left. For some and, reason, on the right, it doesn't seem to go that way. And then they'll then with with the governor of Virginia, then they'll even make it harder for the people to remove you from office. Yeah, I mean it's 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 nuts. The safety net these people have, and they just they just wash them clean, and then they run them through the university, so they get some you know some sort of teaching experience. Well, now he's you know he's on the faculty of Princeton. Yeah. Oh, probably a good a good time to remind people to subscribe to BlazeTV.com uh, yeah. slash Glenn if you have uh, if you have the means and, and and feel like this is a worthwhile cause. Uh, promo code Glenn will save you ten bucks on that. But I mean to, be, to have a place to protect people. Uh, that are trying to investigate these things because you, I mean, you know, you see what happens with these di- major digital platforms, YouTube, and and you know all the all the stuff that's going on there with people being deplatformed from social media. You have to have a place to protect this, or right. no one will be doing it. No one, because you'll either you'll either have the people who are doing it have no place to get the information out, and the people who uh, who would like to do it are terrified because they'll get destroyed if they try. We sure would like to have your your help in uh, building this. We have some exciting things on the horizon at Blaze TV, but man, um, really, what else? What else can we do to bring the voices together? We have Mark Levin, we have Stephen Crowder, we have Dave Rubin. We're about to make an announcement of somebody just absolutely incredible that I think you're going to love. We have this program. We have Stu's new show that starts next week. We have Pat Gray. Uh, we have Chad Prather. I mean, you name it, we have it. And we are thrilled at your support. Please, if you haven't supported us yet, 
Join us, blazetv.com slash Glenn.